everybody. Welcome to the Tech Raptor Podcast. I'm Robert Scarponito, your features editor. Andrew Rotten, editor-in-chief. Relich Doggett, site founder. Uh, Andrew Stretch, space marine editor. Nice. Yes, we're talking about Warhammer 40k Space Marine later. <laughs> That's right. Space, sorry, space Marine too. The other Space Marine, Commander Shepard. The famous uh, loves the Citadel. No, nah, Jim Rayner. <laughs> yeah, Starcraft. Remember that thing? Uh, no. Later in today's episode, we're going to talk about Ghostwire Tokyo and also the first episode of a new Halo TV series on Paramount Plus because. Boy, howdy, that's a thing. Um, But first, let's get into some news. Uh, Here's a quick update from our Gran Turismo 7 story from last week, in case you missed it, um, after the game came out to pretty good reviews. uh, Polyphony added some uh, not-so-great microtransactions to basically entice people to spend $40 on cars instead of on a real-life tank of gas. Um, And... This past week, the president and CEO, uh, Kazunori Yamauchi, has started off by apologizing to the community. And if you already own the game and you log in between now and April 25th, you get a free 1 million credits. Wow. So, so that, is it? Is yeah, it, it saves everything. Is it polyphony or is it polyphony? Huh. You know, it's got a real... PetSmart, PetSmart I mean, situation. Did you, did you listen to how those two words sounded? And what? Polyphony? One sounded wrong. Is it is it Laurel or Yanni? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not going back there. Yeah, no. I'm pretty sure they like to go around and say, "Hey, yes, I am the CEO and president of Polyphony." No, Polyphony. Oh, that's better. That's, yeah. <laughs> Are you sure it's not that? I mean, we can just debate it. It's like PetSmart, right? Yeah, is it pet smart or pet smart? That's right. Mm. Polyphony, polyphony. Yeah, same thing. Uh, tomato, tomato. The real news of the day is that we're all idiots. <laughs> I mean, obviously. That's not really yeah. news, though. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Is that um, the royal we? Got him. Yes. That's, that's a good joke. Yo, that's the Commonwealth, not. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so down the line polyphony polyphony however we want to call it hey, we're also gonna we're also gonna be throwing out an update that will improve player experiences when it comes to earning credits but i don't believe there are that many details out right i mean i know that they're going to increase the like the cap for how many credits you can earn a day to kind of help with like so you can well, i, I didn't even see- realize that it was capped before what kind of bullshit's that yeah <laughs> so i was um i was uh i believe i was the editor on this story I was looking into those notes on the PlayStation blog, but yeah. it's not just that there's a credit cap, is that it is a free credit cap. So previously with free credits, you could only store up to 20 million credits. Now they've made it 100 million credits. I didn't do t- like that much more digging, but the fact that this was a free credit cap um, I have a feeling that, you know, like some MMOs do, that you can, like, have as many premium currency as you want or um, as many that you've, like, purchased, um, kind of pushing people to be like, well, you've got $200 million in the bank. That's what you can have. But, hey, if you want to spend 20 bucks, you can get another $5 million elsewhere. Man, that yeah, is some weird. horse shit. But remember, guys, last, the week before... Uh, 
they, they didn't want to encourage players to have to grind. They still want to make it fun without pushing you to microtransactions either. They just right. had a cap we, on how much you could earn. So they said you get free, everybody's getting a free million for logging in, right? Yes, if What's you the, already own the game. So you can't well, yeah. go out right now and buy it to get the free Oh, money. God forbid that's right. flood the market. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so how much is a million? Like, what is the... What, what can I get with that? I don't know. I don't have any reference. Well, is I remember last week, last week we said it was like around 40 bucks to get one of the nice cars, right? I don't know how much yeah. that translates to credits. Oh, I see yeah. <clears throat> our keyboard warrior stretch is doing a little Google foo right now. I figure it's probably just what, like a Toyota Prius, 1 million credits. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, good for the environment too. It's great. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I was going to see whether I could find like some kind of listing of of the microtransactions okay so it looks like uh this is from steveiver.com okay, that seems to have a screenshot cars. of the sony oh uh, that's an australian dollar damn well, like here like uh, anything a couple different here. versions of a mustang is 300,000 or 350,000 credits and we're just going to bring up the playstation super store. keep vamping guys Keep Super vamping. expensive ones are like a million, or like right. an like this certain Aston Martin's three million credits. So like, there's some that are much more, but it seems like it a million. You could you could buy a that, few. That limit. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, because now too, it's like you earn more on average from completing races and online races, which like I guess that helps. Yeah. But I don't Man, know. It's capping what you could earn. Yeah, that's so fucked up. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, this is a five times increase in the cap, but it's still capped. Yeah, it should be no yeah. cap at all. Go fuck yourselves. Right? Yeah, it just, it just leaves a definitely bad taste in the mouth, right? Like, it's it's just, it feels very skeezy. Yeah, well, it's, it's always when it's super obvious, like, the purpose. There's no other purpose for that other than to incentivize people paying more money for something. Okay, it so serves no other the, purpose. On it's the, not even incentivizing. It's forcing you. On the American PlayStation Store, two million credits is twenty dollars. Hmm. So they're giving you ten dollars worth bucks. of premium currency. Look at that! That's free ten dollars they're giving everybody. Look how generous! God, that sucks. It, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you hear our next story, where we're going to say how what good of a deal that is. Oh man! Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if you wanted to get a. Uh, Oh, an Aston Martin DBS from 1964 is a million credits. Okay, that's the bottom car, right? So AMG CLK LM96 is 8.5 million credits. Say fucking what? The Mercedes-Benz S Barcatur 29 is 20 million credits. So that's yeah. that's the original cap. You needed to grind to cap. Yeah. to buy that to to get to My get God. that specific single mercedes-benz um and i mean I'm, i've just pulled an image that seems to have been originally used in a Eurogamer article um uh but yeah you you would have had to have reached cap to purchase a car mm -hmm. uh, well now is, you can buy that car five times over that's true and i guess yeah knowing that the mercedes-benz is 20 million and we know that 2 million is 20 bucks right that's what i said mm -hmm. so it's 200 dollar car which yeah. <laughs> is a steal really wait a minute about it. are we talking about star citizen or gran turismo 7 <laughs> they're one in the same it's all the same game oh 
Mm. Yeah, so you can spend 200 bucks to get a fake car. Right. Ooh, you mean, know what's great about that? When Gran Turismo 8 comes out. to leave your house. Gran Turismo 8 comes out and you won't be able to use that fucking car. Yeah. <laughs> at this rate, Gran Turismo 8 won't come out until like the PlayStation 7. So. Still. You know, you, you'll have a long time with that Mercedes-Benz. So what all of Fair this, point. what all of this situation reads to me um, is an overambitious course correct. Like, I mean, it may be, it may be like thinking maliciously of the developer, but it's either they wanted to push that barrier and see at what point would the customer base fight back and they found it immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or whether, you know, because they kind of, they put themselves in a situation that people were happy with. They've got people into a situation that they're really not happy with. Now, kind of anything that they do at this point may be foreseen or may be perceived by a lot of the the player base as, well, it's better than the shit it used to be. Um, yeah. That I'm wondering if they're if they're using oh, the sure. worst situation or the horrendous situation to then make a worse situation seem better. Yeah, um, I think that happens a lot in games that are trying to manipulate people into this a lot of times where it's like we make it so awful that any relief we offer, we're the good guys. Like, oh, man, they can't, they're not that bad. Look at this good shit they're doing. It's, it's like, like, yeah, I, but they did the bad shit to begin with. I know I've spent a week whipping you, but I'm now going to give you dog food. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, thank you. So like it. Enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's better yeah. than it was. <laughs> I don't know. What I find really baffling about all of it is that when you think of racing games or, like, when you think of microtransactions across the board in in video games, right, like, Look at something like an Assassin's Creed, where those are the recent ones are pretty notorious. Where like when you pause the game, there's the little store button right there, so you can yeah. buy your XP doublers and time savers and also costumes, right? Like it's there, but that doesn't change the fact that a lot of people still buy Assassin's Creed games and play them, right? Time savers, Stretch. I have less than a problem, less of a problem with, um, you know, as a as a man with a full time job and honestly with Tech Raptor two full time jobs. <laughs> um, the ability for me to take 20 bucks that, you know, I, you know, I earned in my 40 hour week, um, that will cut down, you know, so much grinding. Mm-hmm. Um, actually like there's a balance there of, yeah. you know, the whole, when you're young, you have all the time, but no money. And when you're older, you've have the money, but no time. Right. Um, I mean, I, I guess the point isn't necessarily about like the nature of the, the microtransactions themselves. It's more like, so they exist, they're there in Assassin's Creed and other mm. games like that. But action adventure games are like the mainstream where even if you piss off 10% of the player base that will never play your games again, you still have millions of other people playing it, right? Mm-hmm. Racing games are just niche enough in the same way like fighting games are just niche enough where if you really sour the player base on Gran Turismo 7, like that is really going to hurt a lot more than it would with like a mainstream action adventure title, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's, it's another one that was where like the cars themselves are the new content, right? So if that's Mm -hmm. it, so it's a very different kind of reason that you're going to be buying stuff. Like I don't need to buy anything in Assassin's Creed to get everything out of the game that I want. But I, but if I want to play Grand Turismo seven and play these different cars, which are very different from one another and offer a different experience, like that's that's what's so malicious about here, right? Maybe, that maybe that's this the game. is just them taking the simulation to the next level, 
Like, hey, that expensive car, it's actually expensive now. That's literally yeah. what he said. That is yes. literally what he said last week. Yeah, yeah. We read they that want out. to, to uh, attribute the real-life premium price of these cars yeah. to the virtual fake That's currency. Sad. That doesn't matter. Uh-huh. It's fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. Just let me go fast. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like, could you imagine cool. if you, you play one of those open world games? Like, you play Red Dead Redemption 2, and they're like, okay, we're adding <clears throat> microtransactions where you can buy a horse. But well, we want to mimic the real life value of horses. So that's like a $200 horse. <laughs> <laughs> and you need to pay uh, in game weekly for stabling and feeding and mm-hmm. horse care. And Otherwise, that it. horse dies. Mm-hmm. Which would but be a shame. a subsidy from the glue factory. <laughs> <laughs> and if it does, you could go buy a Neopets tote bag about all your Neopets dying. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, oh, let's talk about another example of uh, corporate greed because that's that's uh, that's just a thing in the industry now, isn't it? Um, for all you GTA Online players, you know there are many because GTA Five continues to be one of the best-selling games ever. Well, I'm like, um, it, what's crazy is it's always like one of the best selling of every month, yes. still. And it's like, how, how, how do people <laughs> still need to buy this? Doesn't own this game. <laughs> yeah, how do you still need to buy it? Well, I mean, I don't own it yet on <clears throat> PS5 or Xbox Series X, but you know what? You have the opportunity to buy it on there again soon. Yeah. Um, and when you do, you can also buy GTA Plus, an online subscription service just for GTA. Okay. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot to G- unpack here. It re- there really is, right? Because um, I, I know GTA Online is it's practically an MMO now, right? Like there's so many different kinds of servers and like things you can do, and like it can truly be one of the like that's the only game you play. Like you're not someone who plays a lot of games; you just play GTA Online, right? So makes sense. <laughs> hey, let's let's not piss off the, the millions of people out there, right? Like, I would actually be curious to see how many people were playing, like, GTA Online versus, like, Final Fantasy XIV, right? Um, but nonetheless, if you are playing it, you can get GTA Plus. Uh, that launches on Tuesday, March 29, uh, for 6 bucks a month. And you get, like, we, we have a list of the stuff that you get on our site if you want to take a look there. All I'll say as someone who only played two hours of GTA Online, like, probably eight years ago. I don't know for sure, but a, a long time ago. None of this means anything to me, but I'm sure it means <laughs> something to the to the loyal fans out there who get really excited over the conveyor livery for the Mammoth Avenger, HVYAPC, and TMO2 Kanjali. <laughs> it sounds like gibberish. <laughs> so m- much much like what, what I've just done with the Gran Turismo 7 to compare the microtransactions to this and that, before the podcast we did, like one of the perks you get is 500000 delivered automatically to your Maze bank account. Um, that we, we looked into it and it seems like the shot cards um, are actually more expensive than just that alone. So it's a really interesting flip that this seems to be like if you're after 500k uh, in GTA 5, a, a quick cool half mil. Um, this is actually going to be the the most cost effective method to get that. Um, you know, some of the some of the things seem pretty 
lackluster. Like I think, yeah, a selection of free paints and emblems. I, I guess that's cool. Um, mm -hmm. Other stuff like three times GTA cash on how Special Works Race Series. Um, you know that could do a lot to to really speed up progression and and how much you do. So it's it's interesting that it actually. I'm looking at it and, you know, definitely joking because I also, like, I have a level six character in GTA nice. Online from nice. from when the game first came out uh, 20 million years ago. But even looking at this, it's like, that's for the people who are playing it and, like, their sole game they play uh, is GTA. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for as dumb as it is to say. From the outside looking in, it's very easy to mock this, right? But I, I imagine from the inside looking out, you're like, oh, fuck, yeah, I get I get $10 worth of shark money for $6 a month, right? Which sounds like a steal. And then also all this other stuff that will matter, I think, to people who are into this game. But here, here's the real uh, capitalism undertone going on, is that when you have this GTA Plus subscription service, you also get access to special versions of shark cards that provide even more GTA bucks. Oh. So, so it's the idea of like, okay, I'm saving $4 by getting this half a mil, but then I can also spend $400 or whatever on the really nice shark cards to give me like billions or whatever. <laughs> that actually reminds me of what they were doing at, um, at RSI for um, Star Citizen that like they opened up a special type of ship that you could purchase but you could only purchase this super special expensive ship if you had already like dropped over a grand in like previous ship purchases and stuff so you have to pay money for the opportunity to pay more money yeah and that's yeah. what that's exactly what it sounds like is going on here mm -hmm. exactly yeah I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, you know what? More power to them. Just like this doesn't bother me much because I know as someone who hasn't booted up GTA 5 in a long time, this isn't going to affect me. Like I'm, I'm not going to be hurt by GTA Plus, right? It's just going to keep doing its thing. I guess if anything, also... Continue. This, this might mean GTA 6 will be better because you're going to have even more money to throw at it. <laughs> <laughs> Some other funny caveats on this as well is that it's the only the next gen versions. Mm -hmm. So if you're still playing on, well, I mean, what next gen? This game now spans three generations. Right. So if you're still playing it on PS3, <laughs> sucks to suck. <laughs> um. So it's it's already that, but then we also know that like in the lead up to the to the PS5 version, it's like every month or every week or something they were giving all playstation plus subscribers a free million bucks anyway yeah so it's very strange for them to go from you know million dollars million dollars million dollars now pay us and you can get 500k and also an opportunity to pay more here um well that's just the playstation advantage <laughs> <laughs> oh man marvel's <laughs> avengers ladies and gentlemen give it up <laughs> Yeah. So next week we're all buying GTA Plus, right? All of us, and we're all gonna play GTA Online together. I'd rather never play a Rockstar game again <laughs> than do that. Yeah, it's like it's like the the meme of the of the kid in the pool drowning, and then there's the skeleton underneath the water. And the skeleton's just um, Red Dead Redemption Two Online. <laughs> 
man it's so easy to forget that exi- like we're definitely not going to see a red dead plus right like that's just never gonna happen <laughs> red deader <laughs> i mean i think that describes red dead online pretty well yeah that that just went nowhere that was a blip on the radar and <clears throat> gone i wonder one thing that's going to be interesting to a really niche community of gta players is how is gta plus going to affect the rp servers oh yeah like are people going to tolerate you know someone else whose job is you know something more more basic just like getting uh you know you passed go collect 500k like is that gonna disrupt some of the uh some of the internal economies of rp servers oh man some people gonna be big mad (laughs) what if this is like only the one percent get gta plus (laughs) and it starts a revolution we are the 99 occupy liberty city or occupy los santos we can start reporting on on GTA Wars the same way that we do for <laughs> Eve Online. <laughs> oh, I hate everything you guys are saying. I hate a lot. Yeah, yeah. everything. Yeah, GTA Plus is something. I I'm very curious to see like if how how it'll be in April or May. You know, like if it's still gonna be a thing that people are really liking or if it's going to sour the community a bit. It doesn't matter. I think the whales yeah. will continue to whale and yeah. the people who don't want to drop a cent in will continue to avoid and it's, you know, just Rockstar accepting people's credit card information. Yeah, I mean, everybody's racing to get... We've all become so used to, like, here's a subscription service. Everybody's racing to get you in on one. That's mm-hmm. all it is. And I I've mean, actually been meaning to tell you guys, starting next week, you can pay me $5 for the Stretch Plus <laughs> subscription, um, and I'll actually leave you alone. Uh, hey, you won't get yeah. any DMs. You won't isn't get any emails like, from me. Isn't that like um, blackmail? Isn't that a crime? No. <laughs> is, is there a $10 tier where you never mention Game Pass? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think for my, for my I future. I don't know if you could afford it. For my future sponsorship plans, uh, you know, I'm already thinking of getting like the Game Pass tattoo um, uh, just on my lower back. Uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. Shit, tramp stamping it down there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Get it across your forehead. <laughs> right. We'll put so, the Xbox button on your forehead. It's a weird flex, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> Uh, let's shift over and talk about the now Xbox-owned studio that developed a PlayStation exclusive, Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh, I thought you were going to say the, the, the second PlayStation yeah. exclusive <laughs> Xbox de- Xbox air quotes developed well, game. It's fine. They're trading. Okay, next month MLB The Show 22 or 23 <laughs> is going to be on Game Pass it's Day definitely One. Definitely so a, a fair it, it trade. Really will, that's my favorite thing is that that happens now yearly. Um, but let's talk about Ghostwire Tokyo. And by that, I mean, can I talk about Ghostwire Tokyo? Because I've been playing it. Please do. Week. It's very good. It's 10. I've been like, I've, I'm 10 hours in. I'm in chapter three of I don't know how many, but uh, this game is my shit. Like it's, <laughs> I mean, I, I grew up in Seoul, South Korea. So I'm like really into the big city neon lights energy. Mm-hmm. And this game is that it's, it's 
a Yakuza game, but to like really to scale. Like you feel like you're kind of in Tokyo, but just without people. Because, you know, oh, the fog killed so everyone. Not, not like yeah. Tokyo at all. Then. Big rapture energy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because like when you go to Shibuya Crossing, it's never going to be that empty ever, right? Yeah. Um, but this game is so to scale that it... Because I, I spent a week in Tokyo when I was in high school, and it, it awoke a memory in me where I was like, oh my God, I've fucking been here. And I remember like walking to that place and seeing this thing and like seeing these buskers <laughs> on the street. It's like it... That is absolutely my favorite thing about this game so far. Uh, everything else is fine. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a good argument for why it's like, all right, we need to see something else other than New York City in games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because, you know, ever since I got really into, like, you know, and it was around, I would say, mid-2000s to early 10s. That's when, like, open worlds really, really got huge, right? And for the longest time, I've thought, I wish they made an open world game like in an Asian city, like one of the big mega cities like Seoul or Tokyo. And this is finally like bringing that to fruition a little. Like I got that energy, you know, again from a Yakuza game, but Yakuza games are a little more... Man, um, if if the Sleeping Dogs developers hear this, they're going to be real sad. (laughs) I I played that too. It was fun, but also (laughs) was like, was not like, uh, it it was, you know... um, that's Hong Kong, right? Fictionalized. Yeah, but it, I don't think it was like an exact to scale, right? No. Um, it was pretty know, awesome to it. have something it, set there. Yeah. Sleeping Dogs great. is great. If people haven't yeah. played it, it's it's genuinely a good time. Yeah, don't sleep on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe we'll get Sleeping Dogs 2 eventually. Never. No, we won't. <laughs> we won't. Um, but yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo, I think uh, from a gameplay perspective, I think the easiest way to describe it is it's an open world shooter, first person shooter. Um. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, instead of guns, you have spells or elements. Hand signs. Yeah, you do Naruto jutsus. Um, (laughs) but like, essentially, the wind is like your pistol. The water is like a shotgun, and then the fire is like a grenade launcher kind of thing. You know, big explosions essentially. Um, and that's that's kind of it for your spell powers. Um, so you're just you know killing these supernatural demons or like. Um, they're like corrupted souls of people that are kind of kind of cool because they're based on like archetypes in Japanese society of like the the, the angry schoolboy who like has too much pressure on him so now he like tantrums and takes it out by kicking you in the ass um, but you have to like you know kill him with your wind spells or whatever um, and the story I think is a little it's fine you know it's your pretty typical like guy needs to save his sister and he needs to make an um shaky relationship like buddy cop relationship with the spirit to find his sister and save her and all that stuff so Uh, i wouldn't say the story is what you're here for i think it's more the vibe the feeling that that i'm in tokyo neon everywhere the rain's pretty fucking cool like it's just a vibe you know the, the big city and the yokai everywhere and stuff yeah, and I, th- I think too the Dual Sense is pretty cool. If you're playing it on PS5, Dual Sense feels really nice in it. Like when you pull out your weapons, like the the controller kind of hums a little bit. Well, like your your spells, because you know the energy's floating around your fingers, so like you feel that in the controller. When you charge up your spells, it like rumbles a certain way. Like it's kind of hard to explain. You just have to like feel it, but it's definitely a really nice feeling. How did you feel about? the floatiness on aiming 
because like i'm i'm like an hour an hour and a half into it i've just gotten into chapter two they're just teaching me some extra stuff but i probably spent a good 30 minutes tuning and tweaking the aiming it felt extremely sluggish yeah i i know a lot of people have been complaining about that and at first it was definitely something i had to get used to but Mm -hmm. now i think it's one of those things where like i kind of compensate for like on my own you took the you took the i'll learn it versus the game's gonna learn approach to it yeah like i didn't want like i'm just i was thinking i don't want to fix this because i don't want to deal with that i'll just get used to it (laughs) (laughs) which i i get i can see that being like a little bit of a turnoff um I hear it controls better on mouse keyboard if you're playing on PC, mm-hmm. but you know I, I can't say for myself. Um, but I do see that being a little hurdle, especially like because the gameplay, the combat especially can feel a little bit like basic, and that sluggishness does not help because you know you have yep. these enemies coming at you and like they they move like you know they're melee combat for a lot of them, so I have to rush at you and there's no like dash or dodge. You just have a block. So it kind of feels a little um, like that doesn't help with the sluggishness because if it already feels sluggish to control and you're not very nimble, you know, you just kind of feel like a tank almost in a weird way. Yeah, I think I think, yeah, especially with like the the kind of waviness, I think tank is a really good uh, way to way to explain that floaty feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I really think for me it's this is a game where i know i'm very biased because for me it it evokes a lot of nostalgia and it's like super up my alley in terms of the things i like to see and you know just i i'm gonna be forgiving this game for a lot of stuff so take that for what you will because i think outside of the mood it's very typical open world stuff right like cleanse this shrine to unlock more of the world it's basically like towers right in assassin's creed games or like uh it's super collect-a-thon-y like there's a lot of shit to collect and some of them upgrade you some of them are just things to collect right but it's like i could see that being a little bit of a turnoff too right um i think it's it's just very much about the character and energy of this game that is either going to win you over or not and I know Japanese culture is just kind of one of those things that's grown and grown in the past few decades. I mean, like, look at the growth of anime, right? Like, there are a lot of weebs out there who just love Japanese culture. Represent. So, mm-hmm. so I'm curious yeah, how... The world has how, gone to shit, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm curious how much that growth in the demographic, like, just of the audience of people who consume video games is going to affect this game, because this is very much like... You know, if you're you're one of those people who really wants to see what Tokyo is like, but you don't have the money to fly there, I can see this game being like not the perfect substitute because nothing could substitute it, but it's like it's a nice window to peek into to get a taste of it. Hmm. And it's another it's another game to add to the ever growing list of video games that have the Shibuya Crossing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do think it's bold that this game. Yeah, because Persona 5 was so influential. It, it created Jazz. That's right. It created the Shibuya Crossing that now yep. is in this game. And it was in uh, The World Ends With You, right? It's fascinating. It also created, like, good anime, didn't it? Didn't exist <laughs> yeah. before that. <laughs> yeah, no good anime it's existed very before rare. Persona 5. Yeah. No, it's, it's very rare. Even today, it's still rare. Like, But it was the first time it ever happened. Mm. So. <laughs> yeah. 
I I will say, despite seeing Shibuya Crossing in a lot of games, this is the first one where I felt like, yeah, this is this is pretty fucking cool. Like this feels like the Shibuya Crossing when it's empty but filled with demons. <laughs> yeah, well, I, it's just it's really about that sense of scale. It feels like if you played Mirror's Edge Catalyst, that feeling of like you're in a big city and okay. you, you do kind of feel to scale as a human. This is that same feeling where like Persona 5, yeah, you see Shibuya crossing. I mean, you don't actually get to walk on it if I remember right, but you know, I mean, it's an third-person anime game, right? It doesn't quite feel to scale. Same with yeah. The World Ends With You, right? We need to uh yeah. we need to make a Japanese That's Spider-Man cool. I'm excited game. to to pop back into that when I find the time. <laughs> Hell yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo. It's pretty fucking rad, I would say. It definitely has that uh atmosphere. If if anything else. I look forward to it coming to Game Pass. Okay, got my mention in. In a year, right? Were you waiting on that? Just kinda I don't know what you're talking about. Definitely not. He's just been like scratching. Yeah. Well, hey, the Game Pass version won't have dual sense shit, so that'll I feel be like a game. Someday he's gonna have one of yeah, those like neon signs. I really hope that, that yeah, Xbox but, gets their gets their act together and releases an upgraded controller. Yeah, but there's one benefit to playing it on Xbox. They have fuzzy controllers now. That's true. <laughs> Man, can, That's can, right. you, can you imagine Cheeto fingers plus that? my wife said something like that she was like oh it's gonna get so nasty mm-hmm. yep. i mean like, not even cheeto finger. like sweaty hand, sweaty if you get sweaty you're playing dark souls <laughs> it's gonna be gross yeah. uh, you, you know that's, that's exactly what some people want though yeah. oh. man just saying there's imagine, some weirdos out there imagine that controller like seeing someone walking around with that at like a an fgc event or something mm. <laughs> like show up like, to a Call of Duty tournament. Like yeah. at the end of the night, the oh. controller is dripping. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. You can like wring it out. Wet fur. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, there's people that want that. Oh yeah. I'm just saying. Sonic Rule 34 is fucking wild, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I there is a part of me that morbidly is curious about like I kinda want one of those controllers just to feel it. Oh my god, there's probably Rule 34 of those controllers already. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm I know what, in, I know incognito mode searching going. it. <laughs> All right, uh, let's shift gears and we're going to talk about the uh, Halo TV show. We're going to talk about episode one that premiered last oh, Thursday. I, I regret this already. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, we will get into spoiling that one episode. So if you are wary of that or if you're holding off to like binge it later and you don't want any spoilers i would recommend uh hopping off now cutting cutting the show here oh we're not going to talk about anything else uh beyond the halo show maybe so don't feel like you're going to miss much um so this is where you're going to have to hop off see ya goodbye come back after you've watched it though come back after you've watched it after you've suffered through it and we will be here not suffered don't don't watch it (laughs) y'all haters Okay, let's talk about Halo on Paramount Plus. Well, let's start with this. Paramount Plus is a dog shit platform. (laughs) It really is. Um, It is. Yeah, you can't even watch in the browser. You have to go to Amazon or something else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my bad. I definitely did not read the KB that was like, it's your internet. Mm. Yeah. So, just a PSA for those of you out there who, um, you don't know it's you can get a free month of paramount plus on game pass 
But if you do, make sure you pick the premium plan, not the essential plan, because both are free. But if you pick the essential plan, you still get ads. And then if you want to switch to the premium plan after you get it, you have to pay. So don't make the dumb mistake I did. And me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Save yourself some money um, because... No, I'm I'm gonna stop here because I want to at least start on a positive note. <laughs> Rut or stretch, please talk about the Halo TV show. <laughs> I mean, Why didn't you name me? Yeah. I don't. It didn't start off strong, right? I think that there's. He said positive. <laughs> well, no, I have things to say. Thank you. Um, like, I mean, it, it to me, it, it wasn't a, a like a hugely impressive start, but I think that knowing that they're essentially they're treat so it's worth noting that they're treating this as a like alternate reality to the game and, and the books and all that kind right. of stuff it's so not there's definitely canon. things yeah it's definitely not like the canon you're used to from halo one through um infinite it uh they made some interesting choices i'm i think that there's going to be a lot of use of CGI with the the brutes and the the elites, and, and I'll be curious to see how well that holds up. But no, I will el- say, them I- elites looking dummy thick though. <laughs> <laughs> the Spartan armor's sick though. I will say that the, the armor they put together, it looks sick, and the movement of the Spartans in it, it kind of mirrors the games. So to me, yes, they kind but of the Spartan that. armor is actually pretty rad. Yeah, it I think that they absolutely nailed that. Um, Chief's armor, uh, the other Spartans' armor, kind yeah, of the way they looks move, good. It, it's all it, it's very reminiscent of the games. Um, I don't know where they're going with it though. Um, it, I don't know what I expected. I I will say I enjoyed watching it, um, but I am also I love Transformers, I love Pacific Rim, I love all those kind of like just hey, turn your brain Pacific off and Rim. watch them shows. Mm. Um, but as a Halo fan, I I didn't feel too perturbed by it for the most part. Um, I'm just curious to to see where it goes and and based on what some of some people have said on Twitter that have access to the full show, it gets better. So. Hmm. Yeah, and but I, I mean, have thoughts about like specific parts. I, say, I really enjoyed the first episode. Um, you know, I definitely I see where it was. You know, kind of weak finding its stride. Um, I think that they did a good job immediately setting up um, the the time that it takes place. That you know there are insurrection camps and. No one, you know, no one in the in the insurrection, no insurrection resistance. What are they called? The rebels, Re- the rebel, they, they rebel they alliance, insurrectionists. Like yeah, insurrectionists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the show, it was insurrectionists. Um, so the the insurrectionists don't even believe the air quote UNSC propaganda about you know the aliens. Um, but then to have a to have covenants, uh, covenant troops knock on their front door. Um, was really cool to see kind of they did a good job establishing uh, a tone for where it's going to be it's mm-hmm. we saw plasma weapons absolutely ripping through some people but it's okay they had horrendous haircuts so they deserved it <laughs> um i don't i don't know why like you know we've, we're in the future everyone's more civilized we have all this technology but you're 
wearing mullets and you look like you got attacked by the business end of a weed whacker? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. Um, Hair, hairstyles are straight wild. Yeah. I and for that... them to, to show in that combat, that first encounter so quickly, A, how useless humans are and how the, the physical weapons. I loved the, the CG of the shield effects um, as it like played up. Mm. Um, but they did a really good job of being like, humans are idiots and still weak um we have reliance on old cars from the early 2010s um but then also to have master chief and silver team drop in immediately coordinate with one another and show off that um that spartan training that they have um i too i part of me felt like they moved a little bit too fast in the armor but then I guess, you know, hearing you say, like, that's so much more reflective of the games, it's kind of, it looks heavy, but they're able to move quickly in it, which, you know, I probably see in my brain as, like, a bit uncanny valley. Like, well, you wouldn't be able to move that quickly, but also they're super soldiers. Yeah. So that probably does make more sense. They're worth 100 Marines, you know. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm excited the setup that they do in regards to, you know, this this character Quan Ha and Master Chief kind of taking a moral stand and um and even Halsey being like, Hey Silver Team, these are <laughs> these are what people are telling you. Don't follow that. <laughs> yeah, murder um, the Marines if they try and take Chief. Yeah, yeah that was they do a like, really whoa. <laughs> they do a really good job showing that flip side of Halsey between, you know, yes, I'm Ill illegally continuing my clone experiments. Yes, I don't care about you. Yes, I don't care about rank. And then, like, she thinks about Master Chief and you can just, like, see the warm eyes of a mother. And it's just like, well, that's that's weird. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but I think, you know, on its own, I think that this is going to be a situation of as the story progresses and we know where it's going to go, we're going to be able to look back on episode one more favorably, mm. not knowing where it's going. Like, I think at the moment, the biggest thing that I took away from this is that they've set up everything. I know exactly in the timeline where they are. I know how the dichotomy is between all the characters. It was a setup episode. Um, but where they're going, like Rut said, I, I don't know where they're going. Um, I mean, Maybe Reach will get glassed. Maybe it won't get glassed. You know, this could be, you know, 10 years before the fall of Reach. Um, and I just don't know. Um, but I think it shows a lot of potential. Mm. They've gotten a whole lot of like the crap boring stuff out of the way. And then they're like, Master Chief's adventure, let's go. Yeah. Well, it's interesting too that at the end of the episode, Chief is essentially the UNSC's enemy. And yes. so... I'm kind of curious to see if it kind of flips back to what we're used to, where he's like the golden boy and how we get to that point, if we even do, or if this is going to be just a completely kind of divergent timeline. that's vastly different from what we've seen in the games and the books. Um, and, and the fact that silver team is, is clearly going to play some sort of a role through the series, at least from the impression I'm getting is interesting too. Um, and kind of seeing a different, uh, I would say a side of chief that's probably a little closer to infinite in mm -hmm. terms of kind of mm -hmm. um, 
personality and uh, not so much just rigid following orders. So I think that that's what they may be going for is kind of more of that Halo Infinite style of Chief that's a little more um, emotive, a little more emotional, um, rather than just like this cold, hard, yeet some goddamn jackals, Chief. Um, Yeah. So it could be interesting. You know, I think I know exactly where this show is going. Um, and I, I want to say it here for posterity. So that way, eight weeks from now, we can see how wrong I was. <laughs> um, I want to put this out on the internet. I think because the showrunner hasn't uh, consumed Halo, right? From my understanding, the showrunner has not played the games, read the novels. So I think right? that there was a quote. I think the quote, it was like very selectively taken. It It was specifically that they hadn't looked to the games or the the content like previous expanded universe content for halo when they were doing research for the story Mm. so i but of course everyone posted it online as you know this guy doesn't know what he's talking about (laughs) okay um so i'm not sure his familiarity i just know that they were specifically looking to not do a tv show that that would be based in known content Okay, so that only helps me feel a little more bolstered in my theory. Where I think this is going to be a feel-good, basic story of it's okay to have feelings. I feel like that's going to be the moral of this season. Because the sense I'm getting is they're setting up, you know, like, the first few scenes are like, oh, dude, Spartans are so badass, they're worth a billion Marines, and... But they also kind of imply like, oh, but they don't have feelings. They're like, they're genetically engineered super soldiers. Like, you know, they're they're just take orders and they don't question it, right? Um, and then and then halfway through this episode, Chief questions. He has a feeling. He has one feeling, finally, right? And and that fucks with him to the point where he becomes a traitor for UNSC. And I bet the rest of this show is going to be he's on the run. He questions whether it's okay to have feelings. Cortana shows up somehow and he comes to terms with his feelings. Covenant go boom. He saves the day. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's where we're going here. Where it's like, you know, you can feel. Thumbs up. That's... I feel like that's going to be the story. Uh, there's just... definitely <clears throat> worth noting too. Like, there's definitely a political element that's coming in. They're very early, like the oh, kind of politicians versus military stuff. Yeah. So you're going to have that kind of trope too, where you've, as we've seen in so many action shows, like you've got the rogue air quotes um, military man, and then you've got like the politicians and the the generals <laughs> bickering in the background about him. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah. I, I don't know if this is a compliment or insult to the big Halo fans out there, but I get massive Star Wars energy from this. Yeah. Like, it's it's very, like, just setting up a feel-good, basic story through the lens of sci-fi. What if, in in the vein of Star Wars, he gets a pet grunt? I don't Just okay. saying. And it's called, he calls it Porg? Sure. Oh no! Um, but it's like Baby Yoda 2.0. Oh, you're going for that? Yeah, yeah. With my Baby Yoda right behind me, I'll I'll get a little grunt, dude. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. Grunts are hilarious. They were oh the God. shit in Infinite. So I would, yeah. I hope that they bring grunts in and that grunts are the goofiest motherfuckers. Um, mm-hmm. And Chief says his classic it. line: "That's the direction." <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, even in episode one, they started delving into 
his backstory, which I think is quite interesting because that's something that, you know, Chief's backstory and Chief's origin is brought up, like, in the Fall of Reach book. And in they did, like, a motion, a motion movie. It was, like, weird comic book style, but, like, just, I don't know how to describe it. Um, part of me is wondering whether he'll end up back on his home world seeing his parents potentially meeting his clone though the mm. clone may be dead by now um just gonna be gonna be some weirdness if they do take this angle of a uh of an emotional romp through <laughs> the halo universe yeah i i think that's exactly where they're gonna go because oh well to me say they're also gonna play on the the keys halsey emotional stuff too where yeah that halsey was totally new to me mom. Apparently, mm. so I was reading about it. Apparently, in Halo Reach, there was a journal entry referring to it. Oh, so apparently that's... that that was already a thing. But they said it in the show, and I was like, "Time out! What the fuck?" Yeah, uh, I was <laughs> like, I was very confused. I had to pause it and like go do research. Yeah, um, that was exactly my take as well. So well, I think that they're going to even... have that emotional aspect too. Is you're going to have this like stilted daughter, unloving, cold mother dynamic yeah yeah no i think this show is going to absolutely explore like it's going to be a very emotional not as much action i feel like the action is going to be more like set pieces as opposed to the entire thing because mm-hmm. and this turned me off in the first five fucking minutes of the show or whenever the spartans show up okay this is this is what set me on this path say. of like the first per- fps cam yep Yep. yep. FBF, F fucking. Did you know this was a shooter called Halo for the Microsoft Xbox? Yeah, and, we fucking. And the reticle, know. bro. The reticle's like all over the place. It's not in the middle. I'm like, what the fuck is going Dude, on? I. It, it's like if they did it only once or twice. At first, I'd be like, oh, okay, I get. It's a nod it so to like it's times. a shooter. All oh, the goddamn. He finds the relic in first person, right? It's like, dude, this. We get it. We know it's a shooter, right? Like, move really, on from that. I really dug when he was uh like when he was acting as a distraction so that the sniper could like have a time to like pause, catch a breather, and he'd gotten shot a whole bunch and you could hear the, the, the shield, shield go down. And then he jumped down, ducked behind a flipped over car, and just kind of waited and you hear like it's like, yeah, he's ready to go back out. Yeah. And like all the gamers out there were like, I know that moment. I did that. He did the thing behind a lot of cars. Yeah. Otten, do you like the show? <laughs> I don't really know if I want to say anything now. You guys Go seem it, very happy. It. Let's hear it, Oh, no, I, I am not a big fan of this. <sighs> uh, I think it's... I'm glad that there's a lot of stuff that Halo fans can like in it. Uh, I think it is a very, very, very poorly crafted show. Uh, I thought there's a lot of stuff in it that was just like, wow, that was really dumb, or wow, that was really bad dialogue, or wow, that was really bad acting, or wow, that was a really stupid moment. Uh, like the general getting killed. I fucking hate that so much. It's one of the <laughs> oh, dumbest dude, things I've ever really seen. <laughs> it was like, you you have this massive battle going on, and that's that's the best thing you could think of for having him go out. That's the best way you could think of having him die. Mm-hmm. That's it. 
Get that was your idea. Well, running up to him, run just randomly. Someone with a ranged weapon. <laughs> yeah, and I love how ineffectual all the humans were. And then fucking chief picks up the minigun, and then that just blows someone, blows three dudes away. And you're yeah, like, what the true. fuck? Actually, Nobody else could do anything. Yeah, Laura. Question: Is it one of those things where like guns are useless unless they're in the hands of a Spartan? Like, do seems Spartans to be. Fuse them with like bullet juice or something like. Nah, I mean, you'd be able to say something, something, they know tactical locations. Something, yeah, something. sure, sure. They're just better um, shooters. I'll, I'll agree on the chain gun, though. The fact that the general was on it and it did nothing. <laughs> Suddenly chief. Yeah, he blew three so three elites away just immediately. And it's like, okay. Well, it's useless on a truck, but when you rip it off with smart yeah, strength, that's, that's, right, when that's you're, the real when strength. you're holding it. So I didn't like most of that. I was like, this looks bad. I think the CGI was bad. Um, I was really down for fucking people just getting ripped in half and stuff, though. I was like, all right, <laughs> that's cool. Um, but, yeah, I did not think the elites looked very well. I'm, I'm scared of what the grunts are going to look like, personally. <laughs> I don't know what that's going to look like. Um, I mean, they did the, the profit looked okay, but then they also just had one that was a was looking like a human female i'm pretty sure it was a human female and she had like a book that was from whenever they probably took her yeah yeah that was the impression i got that's what i took human through and through yeah and i don't know i didn't the whole political setup was like okay this is boring to me yeah i've seen this before million times like you're saying i i fully believe that chief's gonna be uh part of the some rebel fucking army that then convinces the two sides to come together for one big battle at the end that's what i think the story's gonna be mm-hmm. um, and he does it with all that. the feelings he learned from his yeah. memories he's all like oh i've been spending time with the rebels you guys just don't understand yeah blah 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 him and his baby grunt that or they just you know the unsc is the analog for the fucking empire and he's part of the rebel alliance as you were saying okay. star warsy yeah, that would be um, interesting. I don't know. I'm. Uh, I will. I will try the next episode. I. It depends on how that goes. If I'll keep bother. <laughs> I thought keep it was going. really funny too. How quickly they like established the in-universe reason why Chief is always wearing his full suit of armor, because you know all the 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 main processing of it is in the helmet. So if the helmet comes off, then it ruins this. Yada yada yada. And then I think it's five minutes later, he takes off his helmet, <laughs> turns around. I mean, and, oh. in, in game, we still haven't seen Chief's face, right? The closest we have gotten to seeing Chief's face in game was an extreme close up on his eyes. Mm. So, and how from did that about what we know is that he's pale? So, how did this <laughs> no. make, make Halo fanboys feel? Um, I think, I think some people were pretty torn about the idea of, of, chief revealing his face and kind of that idea of if you don't know who chief who chief is under the armor then he can be anyone it makes it easier to like self imprint on chief Mm. um but we also canonically know what he looks like as a child from the books so it's not really like you know sure we don't know exactly what what he looks like in game but it's not like we also don't know who he is yeah yeah I'd, i don't know personally if i'm gonna finish this show and i mean i granted i'm coming at it from a very like i am the guy who asked can you explain why master chief is cool right like i just that's right this is very not my wheelhouse 
Um, so I don't even know if I'm going to like get You understand why he's cool now, right? Look at him. He jumped over that elite dude and was shooting him the whole time. And then he ran around and shot another guy. And then he picked up a minigun and shot three guys. If I'm being honest, I think this this show convinced me that I don't think I'm ever going to vibe with Ma- Master Chief because um Master Chief? Master Chief because <laughs> at, fir- at first, you know, I was like, okay, he's like a man of few words, he's a man of action and this is boring and I'm not a fan. This version of Chief is a man of words cuz he does speak a lot. I would say he has more lines in this one episode than he does in all of Halo Infinite. And and then he does that one really shitty uh I eat nuts and bolts. That was a joke. and That was funny. I thought it was I, even no, funnier hated, when he explained it, though. I hated that. I was like, okay, no, I don't want Master Chief to You see, to it's ever funnier talk. when he explains it because then you get a chance to really revel in the joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think it would have been better if he didn't say this as a joke because then he'd be like, oh, okay. So he does have a little bit of a sense of humor. But then when he explains it, it's like, I hate this. And that that came across to me like Iron Giant trying to be human, kind of like that'll be by the by the end of the uh, by the end of the series, he'll be quipping more than the Guardians of the Galaxy in the video game, um, and you'll be able to see that progress that his his come from a uh, oh god from the start to the end. He'll be Actually, like Nathan Drake. Yeah, it, it probably a better comparison is Episode One Chief makes reminds me of sunny from irobot <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can see that i mean like yeah they're definitely playing up the like he's a he's a robotic you know serious minded non-emotive super soldier right like that's yeah. his whole vibe right now yeah but soon he won't um, be because he's he's learning humanity and he saw that girl that they were gonna kill and st- He's like, no, that that's wrong because I talked to her and I have feelings now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's what's uh, just sticking out to me the most is that this feels like it's going to be a very by the books TV show in that it has to have a it has to have a character arc where you like the protagonist in the end and you can relate to him. And because of that, that's why it's like, yeah, I, I know exactly where this is going. I know Chief's going to learn to feel melt his cold military heart. Right. And. You know, I mean, I'd love to be surprised. I'd love to find out a reason to be like, oh, okay, I have to catch up. Like, I dropped off in the first few weeks, but I want to catch up and see the end. I'd love to have that happen, but I don't know if it will. We also know that, um, we also know, I'm pretty sure that they've been greenlit for a second season as well. Mm -hmm. So that might also potentially give them more flexibility with, uh, with crafting the story. They don't need to worry about like loose ends at the end. They can uh, let it be a thing. Um, I kind of get the feeling that touching this this alien artifact is what's marked him as the Reclaimer. That's what he becomes, oh, man. right? Is this right. just Mass Effect? Is that a thing? That's when he yeah. becomes like the, you know, the the prophesized hero of the aliens kind of thing. Oh, so he can um, defeat the Reapers. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's the conduit, Wrong man. Space Marine. <laughs> no, oh. there, there is an offhand line because I had subtitles on for this. There's an offhand line where someone's Commander like, Shepherd. "Commander Shepard, please come to the yeah. whatever." Right? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. "Is that? Is there a character in Halo called that, no. or is this a Mass Effect?" Uh, I can't wait till they get to the reference. Citadel. There's no way. The one thing I want to see is Sergeant Johnson. Yeah, I'm just yes, gonna that put guy. this. Yes. Yeah. 
we need to get a good. A good yeah, I know who that is for sure. Me too. Yeah, me too. He's my favorite. Master He's my Chief. favorite sergeant. <laughs> so what's what's the deal with him? Why do you want to see him in the show? Just he's he's a great character, always absolute balls to the walls, mm. funny guy. He's he's the guy that like always smoking a cigar. Always, oh this yeah. guy. That's you know canonically that's why he doesn't get infected by the flood because <laughs> he smokes. Really? Yeah, that they explain that in uh in the novelization of the first Halo game that you know. He, why are we making a show around Master Chief instead of this guy? Fuck Master Chief. Sergeant Johnson just has like a one-off line. It's like oh it's so strange. You know, it's it's like the suckers don't even like me. And then, the, like, the book specifically points out, you know, oh, and then Sergeant Johnson pulls another fat cigar from his pocket and lights it up. It's like, oh. <laughs> Gross. Uh, I love it. He yeah. should be the main character. Well, I man. look forward over the next week to hear updates from, from Rut and Stretch about, about this show. Have they, so, the weekly Halo segment? I guess uh, so. I mean, it's a weekly show. They're not. They it doesn't can't deserve that. It doesn't deserve that. <laughs> If it's going to make Andrew mad, we'll just keep going. No, I don't want to... Make sure that you know what's going on every week. So that you want to watch it. Oh my god. I know. Maybe maybe we can do like an episode 5 check-in or something like that. You know, halfway through. Hey, Rut, don't tell the others this, but let's just start making shit up. We'll like do (laughs) do a Halo recap and just like, oh man... And then Sora from Kingdom Hearts showed up. That was wild. And, and yeah. then this yeah. happened. Yeah, I will definitely believe you because I'm super gullible. Mm-hmm. Master Chief kills another elite, then turns directly at the camera. Xbox Game Pass. And then continues <laughs> the rest of the yeah. scene. <laughs> there, there, I will say this. There better be an Xbox that shows up in a scene somewhere. Yeah, because probably be. It probably already happen, was. You didn't see it. Oh, shit, I'm going to have to go rewatch it third time. <laughs> He pulls out the he pulls out the rocket launcher, and that like bulky base is just a series. <laughs> <X>. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna bore with that. Oh uh, yeah. All right. I think that does it for this week's episode of the Tech Raptor Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, please feel free to leave a review on whatever platform you're uh, listening to us on, or if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, feel free to leave a comment down below. What were your thoughts about Halo? TV episode one. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Did you also sign up for Paramount Plus in the weird, dumb way that Stretch and I did? Let us know in the comments below, either on YouTube or on our own site, if you'd like. Um, You can go there to techraptor.net to see news, features, and reviews published every day. But if you want to wait for us, we will be back next Monday. See you then.